0: Hello, hello, Aisha Grove here, the host of the Encouraged Overcomer podcast. I just wanna say welcome. I'm so glad that you showed up today. You are here and ready for this discussion and I'm excited for you to walk away encouraged. everyone. I am so glad that you are here today. And today we are talking about how to overcome food cravings and mindless eating while taking care of yourself in the process. This is super important because a lot of people struggle with mindless eating. Myself, I was one of those people that I was an emotional eater. I ate constantly. And some things that I did that helped me are things that I want to share with you today. Also, we're also in the last week of our God Food and You Challenge. And this week is about you taking care of you. And so we're going to touch on a little bit about that as well. The first thing that I want to talk to you about is when you do have a craving is to pay attention to when you last ate. Ask yourself, when did I last eat? When did I have something? Because a lot of times we want to put something into our mouth and into our body. And it's not really necessarily that we're hungry. We're just reaching for the thing that's there. And so ask yourself when you last eight and if your body is not sending you any kind of signals like your stomach isn't growling then chances are you may be wanting to reach for something but you don't necessarily need it those small things add up when you are constantly going back and getting a snack and eating it adds up and a lot of people are like i don't understand like how i gain weight because i eat three meals a day i'm not constantly eating junk food i'm eating snacks and you're like those snacks are healthy but those Those are still calories. Calories equals energy. It equals fuel. And so when you're putting it in there and your body doesn't need the fuel, where does it go? Right. And so it has to convert into something. And so think about that when you are wanting to pick up a snack ask yourself do i really need the snack am i really hungry and a lot of times it is okay to have a snack i'm not telling you never to eat a snack again or always make the healthiest choice possible when you're eating a snack because sometimes that's not always the case especially for those of us who have kids and we a lot of times we eat what our kids are eating we eat the goldfish crackers we eat the gummy bears the fruit snacks the whatever's around and and we're feeding them and so we know our kids need snacks but they have a lot more energy to burn off than we do. And so it doesn't may have the same effect on them usually um, as it does on us. And so pay attention to when you last ate and then think about why you're hungry and what you're hungry for. So with my... Fellow emotional eaters, like I said, this is something that I have struggled with in the past is um, you have an emotion that's going on. You're angry, you're stressed, you're sad, you're happy even. So a lot of times when you're happy, you're like, I wanna go out to eat. Why do you wanna go out to eat? Like, I wanna go celebrate with food. Food is so happy, it's so good, right? So you could be happy, you could be nervous. There's something big coming up and you're like, oh my goodness, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to handle this. Or you're bored. You're trying to find something to do There's not really anything to do. You're like, hmm, let me go get something to eat. Why don't I just go get food? And that's usually a thing that can happen. So ask yourself, you know, do I want to eat because others around me are eating this certain thing? And there's another one that's that can happen that is like your social environment. And it's the people around you or the setting that you're in. So for example, if you're at work and they're having a birthday party or they're having a lunch that day, a pot. And people are bringing cupcakes and cookies and candy and they're bringing all of this stuff like casserole dishes and all the things that you're like, yes, that's awesome. But it's an overload of these things. And you're just faced with, well, everyone else is doing it. So why don't I just go ahead and have some? And nothing's wrong with having a little bit. It's when we don't have the means to control when it's time to stop. And that's when it gets out of hand. Um, so the other thing that I will say to you is um, pay attention to that as well as what your social events are like. Be mindful of that. And so, yes, you're like, I want to I have a treat for myself. And so you do. And that's fine. But don't let that one treat overtake your whole entire routine on what you're doing. If you know that you've been working hard, you're putting in effort, you're going to the gym, you are making conscious choices, and then you know that you're going to throw it all away for an opportunity to do what everyone else is doing, then you have to set up boundaries for yourself to know exactly where those triggers are and to avoid them and also to prepare for them. And so, for example, if you're in a setting where you know like, hey, these people are going to be eating all kinds of things that are just unhealthy for me, they're not really benefiting me or my goals or the, tr- the things that I'm trying to accomplish, then you can tell yourself, okay, I'm going to have a slice of cake and let that be it. Like, yeah, I'm going to have a slice of c- cake, but for the Rest of the meal, I'm going to have a big salad. I'm going to eat something that's fuel for my body and then move on. Um, A lot of times we let our goals be all or nothing. And that's where the issue is. It's like, well, I'm either super strict on what I'm doing, or if I eat one Oreo cookie, I might as well eat the whole bag. It's like, no, it doesn't have to work out like that. It doesn't have to be that extreme. And when you go to the extreme of things, that's when it gets even harder for you to maintain. So just think about those things and also know that mental health can also play a role in you feeling hungry wanting to eat for me i went through depression And I was eating. I was emotionally eating, mindlessly eating. It was just because I had that mental health issue going on. I was constantly putting food in my mouth. And I didn't even understand why. I wasn't even hungry. I was just eating. And I put on a bunch of weight. And even though I was like, that's weird. I'm still working out. I'm still the same Aisha. I'm still doing this and this and that that I've always been. But the depression caused me to constantly battle with just like putting the right things in my body or or not taking care of myself truly it was just me not taking care of myself but there's other mental health issues like anxiety disorders if you have high anxiety then food can be an issue for you you can sometimes you can be where you like you're just your anxiety levels are high and you just want to eat things and there's times when you're just like your anxiety is high and you don't eat you you almost punish yourself. You don't want to eat. You feel like you have no appetite. And also if you are having your cycle, a lot of times when you're on your cycle, you want to eat more. You crave things. You want, you know, to just keep putting chocolate in and all of this yummy things that, you know, we like to eat when we're on our cycle. And then also, our hormones play a huge role. Now, I will tell you this because a lot of times we think food cravings are just cravings. They're the devil, they're sin, they're this, and they're not. They're signals to your body that something is in lack, So you may have a nutrition deficiency. You may be, like I said, battling with mental health issues. You may be battling with emotional issues that you're not dealing with, past childhood traumas. Whatever the case is, a lot of times there's other things going on. And so my next tip that I would tell you is to get help. And I am a huge component for this because I had to physically go to the doctor last year because I did not know what was wrong with me. I was like, maybe it's because I'm in my thirties now and I'm just going to start putting it packing on weight like crazy. And that's just how it's going to be. Or, you know, it's catching up with me finally. And it wasn't even the case. It was because I was going through depression. And somebody else had to tell me that. Somebody else had to say, this is what's going on inside your body. And not only was I going through depression, I also had a severe vitamin D deficiency. Now, you may think, what does that have anything to do with food cravings? Like, vitamin D deficiency is like, it wouldn't correlate to most people. But the fact of the matter is... I had a vitamin D deficiency and they were like, hmm, what are the symptoms of having this deficiency? Let me guess. Overeating, depression, okay, fatigue. I couldn't get through a workout, dry skin. My skin was getting really crepey and like almost like alligator skin. It was like, I had a different kind of skin going on and it was, it was affecting so much more. I had blurred vision. That was another vitamin D deficiency um, thing that was going on with me, just things that I had no clue. If I had not gone to the doctor, I would not have known. So, food cravings are not just a simple, microsoft yourself on the hand. Don't eat it right now. That's not really what it is. It's like, listen to your body. Go get help. If it is a mental health issue, if it is a physical issue, if it is a hormonal issue, um, I also made sure that I got my hormones checked and got my levels, my blood levels checked. And, um, you know, luckily for me, I have a friend who is an, a nurse who specializes and hormones. And so she gave me a list of exactly to what to tell the doctor to run for me. And I'm, once I did that, I was like, oh, I guess I'm not really craving foods. I guess I'm not really doing this. Like, I guess this isn't really an issue for me. So sometimes the thing that we think is the problem isn't truly the problem. So look at why you're hungry and what you're truly hungry for. Pay attention to your body. Another thing now, aside from all the things that I mentioned that could be things you should look into just make sure that if it's just a food craving like you're like I want to eat those cookies. I want to eat them right now. (laughs) Then something that you can do is just to shift your focus from from eating. And literally, when I say shift your focus, set an alarm on your phone for 20 minutes. Tell yourself, I'll think about that in 20 minutes. Right now, I'm going to go for a 20 minute walk. I'm going to wash my laundry or do my laundry. I'm going to wash my dishes. I'm going to straighten up my living room or clean my room or my child's bedroom or organize a closet. It or something that's non-food related that will distract you from it um, because it will help you to push it away. And it's called delayed gratification so when you use delayed gratification you're telling yourself in that moment hey this is what i want but i'm not necessarily gonna give myself what i want in that moment i'm gonna wait for it and it becomes actually satisfying to you later when you get it because you're like wow i actually used self-discipline and i told myself no in that moment And so then the reward later on is I can eat this without feeling guilty. So there's this test that they did and it's um, called the marshmallow test. And they have these children, they put them in a room and they set in front of them like this beautiful, fluffy marshmallow. And it is just, I I love marshmallows, but just imagine having a marshmallow in front of you as a kid. And they tell the kid, somebody comes into the room and says, hey, don't eat that. If you don't eat that, when I come back, you know, I'll give you more marshmallows or whatever it is. So they will leave the child in the room for a certain period of time I don't know minutes and then they would you know shut the door and pretend like they don't see what's going on nobody's in the room and the child is in there with a camera and so you see some of these kids that are like you know they're getting creative they see the marshmallow nobody's in the room and they start like some of them like pick it up and lick it and put it back down some of them touch it and play with it and put it back down some of them they they do eat it (laughs) you know they're just they're kids Right. And so after doing this study, they found out that those children who used delayed gratification, they followed them like years later to see like, where is their life now? As opposed to the kids who ate the marshmallows. And so the ones who ate the marshmallows, they they just had problems with like self-discipline. A lot of them ended into adulthood were overweight. And then those who, you know, decided to not eat the marshmallow, the opposite was the case. So they learned self-discipline. They had higher paying jobs. They gra- had a better graduation rate from school. So, delayed gratification can actually go a long way in building your self discipline muscle. So, work. Little by little, like, hey, let me just try to tell myself, no, this moment and I'll get back to it later. Then don't stress about it and not don't let it consume you because that's when it can be really, really hard to deal with. The next thing that I want to share when you are dealing with food cravings is to find a balanced plate. When you're trying to eat, a lot of times people are like, I mean, I eat the normal meals. I don't know why I'm still hungry. Like I, I eat. Just like everybody else, but they're not taking the time to eat the proper things on their plate um, at one sitting. And so, because there's something missing on the plate, it's like your body's trying to make up for it later. It's like, oh, I didn't get enough healthy protein on my plate. So, let me just fix that by binge eating some potato chips or something to put in its place. And so, um, those are things that we have to be mindful of. And when you're looking at a balanced plate, you want to make sure that you have fats carbs and protein and so when you look at your plate and I'm just actually drawing a picture right now so for those of you who can't see what I'm doing and you are watching um, or you're listening to the podcast then you won't be able to see this but I am drawing a plate and I will make sure that I put a link in the description so that you can see what a balanced plate looks like but this is a plate And so whenever you're trying to go somewhere, you're trying to figure out how do I make sure that I'm getting at least what my body needs, then you can make sure that you have on your plate I'm just going to put this, you're going to put, if we make it into like a four, we're going to put our protein. We want to have our fat, want to have our carb and vegetables. Because although vegetables can be a lot of times and in, in all three categories, very minimal fats though, it can they can be in carbs and in protein. Yes, there's protein and vegetables. So you wanna make sure that you have protein, carbs, fat, and extra vegetables. And if you stick to that, it's like, okay, protein, carbs, fats, vegetables and you're having that in one meal, that meal is going to keep you satisfied a lot longer than if you're just like, oh, I want to have a fried chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A. You're like, that's, you know, that's my protein right there. But like you're eating protein and you're eating carbs. And typically you're eating fats because there's like oils, peanut oil usually, or some kind of oil. But you're like, what's missing here is that you're not eating additional vegetables on that plate. And so, and your bread is Taking up a lot of your carbs. So you're eating carb heavy, and then you wonder why you feel sick or you don't feel good after you eat it. It's because, like, it's so carb heavy and fat heavy um, that it's just not benefiting your body. It's not balanced. So when you're looking at how much protein you should have, a lot of people are like, oh, macros and all this. It's like the hype right now is about macros and all of that. I would just say to use your hand as your guide. If you're looking for how much protein should I use, it's should be the palm of your hand is the size that you should be having of of protein. Just the palm right here. If you're like how, how much, um, Vegetables should I have on my plate? I would say two fists worth. So if you can have two fists of vegetables on your plate, a palm's worth of a protein. And then if you're trying to um your your carbs, look for your carbs, then it's like a cupped hand. If you get a cupped hand worth of carbs and you want to say, like maybe a piece of bread, um, a lot of times two pieces of bread is too much for your system, but people always think, Oh, a sandwich. I need two pieces of bread when really you don't. But you think a cupped hand and then for your fats a thumb size. And so if you're like, I want to throw some, you know, pine nuts on top of a salad or hemp seeds on top of a salad, those are your healthy fats. Um, or put a little olive oil on a salad. Um, those are your healthy fat. And so when you keep it in that perspective, okay, I got my palm size of my protein. I've got my double fist of my vegetables. I've got my thumb size of my fats and a cup size of my carbs or your whole grains, whatever you're going to be putting on that plate, then you will feel like you've had more to, um, you know, make up that difference. And um, with avocados, it is considered a fat. So that is a healthy fat. So um, you think about instead of a thumb size, I would say a serving size could be a quarter to a half of an avocado. um, If you're putting that with your meal, because it's in whole form instead of a liquid form, um, so yes, a, a quarter to a half of an av- avocado um, on your plate would would work as far as. Your fats go. That is just a simple tool or tip that you can use. I will make sure that um, I put that in the description so that you can follow that for when you're trying to eat. And by having an, a balanced plate, it'll cut out a lot of the cravings that you have during the day. And again, I'm not saying that having a treat here and there is wrong. I'm not saying that you should never snack. I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying that we should be mindful, and it's called mindful eating instead of mindless eating, paying attention to that. So, So now that we've covered our um, like how to deal with food cravings. I want to talk to you a little bit about taking care of yourself because this week is uh, the God Food and You Challenge. This week is about you. And so um, the first thing is just setting a aside, setting aside time for yourself where you're actively caring for yourself. So some people think like, oh, I'm setting aside tide- time for myself. So I'm watching Netflix and they're like, that's my time for myself. So I want to encourage you to get away from the TV and get away from just sitting there like just like when we have mindless eating we have mindless TV watching we have mindless TV binging where we can like watch a show and we can literally be there for six hours and not realize that we're there it's different when it's intentional you barely watch anything and then when you do you're like I'm literally gonna catch up on this or watch this or something but a lot of times people think like sitting in front of the TV is taking care of yourself and it's you your you time. That is not your you time. It is not doing anything to benefit your brain or your body. And so um, I want to encourage you to take time to actively Care for yourself. So when you're making your me time, it's what am I doing to build myself? Am I reading a book? Do you like to read? Do you like to listen to Audible or podcasts while you're cleaning your house? Is it It's some sort of brain work, especially if you're older, you're up in age, you're like, I want to keep my brain young. Your me time could be doing word cross puzzles. It could be doing regular puzzles. It could be um, doing brain games or something where you're like, okay, this is focus time that I know. I'm helping my brain right now. Your me time could be, I am going to work out. That could be your me time. Instead of using it as a punishment for yourself, think of it as like, think about like, yeah, this is my time for me to really, you know, actively work on my health and to improve myself. And so, yes, watching... You know, watching YouTube videos specifically on learn new things that you can learn or you can do a new hobby, looking up new things to that might interest you that peak, you know, peak your curiosity in business or whatever, something that you never learned that you want to learn before and say like, I'm going to dedicate 15 minutes a day to actively caring for myself. And that could be whatever you want it to be. So if you're caring for yourself, it's 20 minutes stretching in the morning, get your body moving great. If your 20 minutes is reading a book, great. If your 20 minutes is doing a puzzle, great. If your 20 minutes is getting outside and walking in the fresh air, great. But active. Active. Either brain active or body active or both. And that's what is you time. Instead of just letting other things show you what, you know, you could be doing at that moment in time. The last couple of things is pay attention to how you feel and don't block it out. If you know you're feeling yucky, take a moment to just breathe and not try to push those feelings aside because when we try to block out our feelings we try to say like oh I'm busy taking care of everybody else instead of taking care of myself. What will happen is you will have to take care of it later when it's front and center in your face and it's a lot to handle. Take the time to check in with yourself daily and be kind to yourself. Use compassion towards yourself and pay attention to how you feel. And if there are people in your life that they are triggering and and when you're around them, they just suck your energy. They are negative. They are trying to bring you down. Or every time you set a goal, they're like in your face, like telling you what you're doing wrong and you're not doing it right. Or they're, they're making, they're wearing on your consciousness, your spirit. Then you need to set boundaries for yourself. You need to take care of your mind and your spirit. Like it is the most precious thing in the world because it truly is. When you let everybody in everybody's opinions in and everybody's ideas in to what you should be or how you should be, then it can cause you to second guess yourself. It can cause you to, to feel like, man, I'm a failure. I'm not getting my goals. You need to be around the people who are encouraging you and not in a negative way. They're encouraging you, uplifting you, inspiring you, and they're on the journey with you as opposed to just like, let me just watch them, that person fail. You do don't need that negative energy because we all have experience where we put two steps forward and then we feel like we're being pushed three steps back or two steps back and like we're not making progress. But I'm telling you that if you're putting in effort, you are making progress. And regardless if people see it or not, um, transformation isn't an outward experience, it's an inside internal happening. It's constantly going on inside you. And little by little those changes are being made, positive things are coming. So so give yourself some grace, keep your space very particular of who you let in to your space and your mind and your, your spirit when you're trying to go for your goals and just constantly check in with yourself and reevaluate. If you don't keep a journal already, I would suggest that you do keep a journal just of how you're feeling and what you're doing daily and what progress you're, you're working towards so that you can see it on paper and it's not just happening to you. So much of life just happens to us. So when you're not keeping a journal, you're not writing things down, you're just letting it happen. It's so easy for you to get off track. A book that I highly recommend that really changed my whole perspective on how I attack my goals, how I see my goals, how I approach my goals is the book called Eat That Frog. And the book is by Brian Tracy, and it literally helps to, it helps someone to learn how to procrastinate in the right way. So you are learning how to stop putting things off that are important and putting the most important things first. And so that book literally changed my life and it helped me to really get my life in order and just to see things a lot differently and to realize, oh, I'm not a failure. Like these are just things that I have to put front and center and the rest right now have to go away, like be pushed away. It's not about balance. It's really about prioritizing and you can get there and you will get there concerted effort, consistent effort, a little bit, every single day goes a long way. So I hope that you will take Some of the information that I have shared, apply it to your daily routine, your daily life, and know that the Bible tells us, what know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God? And you are not your own, for you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. We have a calling therefore, our temple. You get one body for your spirit to dwell in, not just Jesus, but your own spirit to dwell in for your whole life. So we might as well take care of it. Have a great rest of your evening and above all else, stay encouraged. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. If this was valuable to you, please be sure to leave a review. Hit that subscribe button so that you are notified when the next episode launches. And also be sure to share this with someone you love. If you are looking for more resources on how to stay encouraged, please click the link in the description and I'll be happy to serve you. I'm looking forward to the next time. Stay encouraged.